Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency. My name is Zachary Sexton, and with me, I have Stefano Gandini. How's it going, Stefano? Pretty good, Zach. How are you? I'm doing really well. Stefano has a, a specific thing that, that he's going to teach us about, and that's cold showers. But uh, just a brief introduction. Uh, he is a senior at, and, and runs a website called collegetopia.co. And unlike most college students who just kind of hang out and do their classes, he's spent the last three years trying to figure out what differentiates those who succeed from those who don't. And on his site, you'll learn about unique and sometimes unusual but incredibly effective things that will help start making small changes in your life. So not huge changes, but just small changes in your life that will help you start achieving your goals. So are you ready to talk about that one specific weird thing that you do that that actually has helped you in other areas of your life? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So I, there was a quote yesterday that came up on my, my Momentum app. It's a, a browser app that, that gives you a nice quote, the time of day, a pretty picture. And it, it's just a nicer way to open up your browser instead of ha- maybe your email automatically coming up. But it says, life begins and ends at your comfort zone. And the technique that that's, that Stefano uses is cold showers. So he's extending his his version of cold showers, and and he wrote an amazing article on his his site collegetopia.co that that went really far into depth on it. And I just wanted to bring him in and and share share what he had already shared on his site, which is basically the history of a cold shower, the benefits that he's found both both health-wise and mentally, and and how you could probably get started on a, a cold shower regimen if this sounds like something that's that's right for you. It's not right for everybody. It's it's actually quite shocking. But, uh, Stefano, maybe you can start by, by telling us about how you first came across the idea of cold showers and then how you first started actually implementing that. Sure. Um, so I've first stumbled across the idea about two years ago is towards the end of my sophomore year of college. Um, I read a blog post about it on Phil Gillette's site, the feel good lifestyle. Um, and it was about the 30 day cold shower challenge, which is exactly what it sounds like. Um, you know, you take cold showers every single day for 30 days. Um, and Basically, you know, it kind of sparked my curiosity and I started uh, researching it a little bit more. And I was, you know, what is this crazy cold shower thing all about? Um, And I found that there were an overwhelming number of people who had uh, taken this cold shower challenge or who were just consistently taking cold showers um, on a daily basis. And, you know, every single account of this cold shower experience was overwhelmingly positive. And so, um, you know, there were supposed to be a number of mental and physical benefits to doing, doing these, uh, cold showers. And by cold showers, um, I mean, you know, we're talking about turning the knob all the way cold. So it's, you know, freezing cold showers. And so I decided to give it a shot with the, started off with the 30 day challenge and, 
you know, my first cold shower, I, you know, was, I had an 8 a.m. class and I, you know, sleepily walked over to the bathroom, you know, turned the knob all the way cold, stuck my arm out to give it a feel. And it, it was really cold. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it took me probably like five minutes to, to give myself a little pep talk and finally just jump in. And I literally thought I was going to die of hypothermia for the first minute. Um, I think I lasted like two minutes total. Uh, and it was, it was really, really cold and it sucked during the shower. But as soon as I turned the water off, um, I just felt amazing. And it's, it's really hard to describe, but, uh, it's almost like a natural high of endorphins and, uh, you know, you're just buzzing with energy for the rest of the day. And so, you know, I continued to do this for 30 days and after the end of the 30 day challenge, um, I felt like a completely new person. And since then, I've been on and off. But for the last six months, I've basically been taking cold showers every day. And it's it's had a huge, uh, hugely positive impact on my life. Um, and we can talk about more of those benefits uh, uh, as we go on. But uh, yeah, since basically two years ago is when, it, when I first came across the idea. And since then, it's it's been a big part of my life, um, in the sense of helping me kind of just overcome my, uh, you know, overcome or not, not even overcome, but just stretching your comfort zone a little bit every day. Nice. And so how did you, that day two, so day one, you, you had some trepidation, you, you felt the cold water and eventually you convinced yourself to, to take the plunge and it was awful. And then afterwards it was awesome. And yeah. how did you convince yourself on day two to do that all over again? Because we actually recorded this the first time, but we had some audio problems. So uh, yesterday when we first recorded, I actually took a cold shower beforehand, and it was horrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I did the same thing as you did. I stuck my hand in, and actually because the, the pipes were, were warm from the house, it was, it was a little bit warm. So I was like, okay, that's not bad, and then it just went frigid. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would just hopped in from the get-go because then I would have had at least two seconds of lukewarm <laughs> before it went to ice cold. And you lasted longer than I did. I, I lasted about 20 to 25 seconds and was had very similar feelings to I think what you had but was completely hyperventilating just uncontrollably like making this weird ape-like noise just like oh, oh. <laughs> and, and my goal was to was to get and, and wash my hair I, I needed to wash my hair and I, I didn't make it I got my whole body under I got my head wet and just the the convulsions made me made me shut shut it off because I thought I was gonna die and uh, and now today take two you think I might be able to take another cold shower before before joining you but I just I couldn't get the gumption so what 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 kept you going on that goal um I mean it it's hard it's really hard and it even now after I've taken hundreds of cold showers, it's still, you know, there's still always a little bit of hesitation and, you know, I'm never, I feel, I think that feeling is never going to completely go away, but it does get easier. Um, and for me, the thing is just keeping in mind that 
the feeling that you get after a cold shower. So the feeling that you get after you take a cold shower is better than the feeling that you get during a hot shower, um, at least for me. And so, and that's kind of how I think most things work is where, you know, you have to put in the work and you have to, you know, sit down and do your work and it sucks and it's hard and it hurts your brain. But once you, you know, go through that and you are able to accomplish something or finish a big project or whatever it is, you know, you feel great after. And, and if you hadn't put in that work, you wouldn't have that satisfaction after. And so it's that same kind of mentality um, with taking cold showers. I think that's a really good way to think of it. That And that actually would have helped me hop in that shower maybe today is to think – I, because I did feel great. I, I was I was energized, and, and again, we're going to talk into the benefits, both health and and mentally, in, in a moment. But you know, warm showers are pleasant as well. But I don't think the the pleasantness of a warm shower actually outweighs the 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 sensation you get after coming out of a cold. So that's a good way of thinking mm-hmm. of it. I also think your strategy for ha- taking a 30-day challenge or a 21-day challenge or maybe a week or whatever whatever challenge you set yourself up for, that would have that that right, that keeps you make, motivated. Make, make people uh, including myself a lot more motivated to do it where I haven't I, I've got a lot of rituals that I'm, I've already started in my life, and cold shower is one of them that I'm going to try sometime for sure. Yeah, you could even you could even set out a date, and I'll I'll do it. But right now, I've got too many <laughs> too many extra rituals. I don't want to I don't want to have any any fall off because I'm I'm trying to do too many at once. Right. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's both of those insights I think are are really helpful for people who do decide to take the plunge. So. We talked about how there's both health and mental benefits to it, and there's one that you prefer over the other. But let's let's get into some of the the health benefits because there was kind of there was a lot of crap on the internet, just a lot of anecdotal stories and a lot of just I don't know personal experiences. But you actually went and did the research and found some scientifically backed articles, peer reviewed articles that that showed a improvements in the in human body and human performance by a regimen of of cold showers so can you dive into those yeah um and yeah i mean like you said you know there's tons of i want to say crap but i mean just a lot of personal stories that have very weak sources or you know if any at all and so after i kind of started getting really into cold showers you know, at a certain point, I was, you know, I was just like wondering how much of, you know, all of these supposedly amazing health benefits that I had read about were actually true because I had seen very little evidence actually supporting that. So I did spend a good amount of time uh, trying to find actual scientific research that supported these health benefits. And I was able to find research that supported at least seven uh, health benefits. And those are improving immunity, uh, increasing energy, promoting weight loss, relieving symptoms of depression, decreased stress, refined hair and skin, and improved breathing, body oxygenation, and blood circulation. And so for each of those health benefits, um, I wrote an article on my site and also, I guess, the the post that I wrote for Asian efficiency, which will be attached to this podcast, like you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. 
each of those health benefits has a individual case study link that you can, you know, read more details about, um, you know, the, the tests that were done on actual, um, people to, to prove that, you know, there is some sort of scientific base to these claims. Um, so let's take the time to dive into one or one or two of these, maybe improved immunity and, and weight loss. What, okay. what did they find? How, how does, how does getting a cold shower or any sort of cold treatment improve your immunity? So for immunity, uh, they did this study on winter swimming, um, which is, you know, ice cold water. Um, and they found that intensive, voluntary short-term cold exposure to, uh, you know, through these winter swimmers resulted in improved antioxidative protection, which reduces the risk of disease. And there's also another study also done on winter swimming, uh, which found that red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets count increased significantly. And all of these things um, also reduce the risk of disease. And, And for the weight loss... And, and also the the red blood cells, the white blood cells, and those platelets that would go into all all the other benefits that you said, where in, increasing uh, blood circulation and oxidation and increasing energy. Because if you have more oxygenated red blood cells hmm. flowing through your body, especially you know, your brain and and all over over, you're going to have more energy. You're going to be more more awake exactly, and, and able to deal with that. Yeah, a lot of these so, things kind of overlap. Yeah. Um, what about weight loss? So weight loss, there was a study which found that exposure to cold can actually actually stimulate growth of brown fat. So there's two kinds of fats, and brown fat is what they call the good fat, which burns energy and helps keep us warm. And so brief exposure to the cold stimulates the growth of these fat cells. Um, similarly, another study found that shivering for 10 to 15 minutes can actually have the same effect as exercising on a bicycle for one hour. So wow. if you're looking for a good way to shiver, <laughs> cold showers definitely do the trick. And, um, you know, it's, it's I think, an easy way <laughs> for peop- anyone who's looking to lose some weight. You know, it's not a difficult thing. Or, I mean, it is difficult, but, you know, if you're talking about, uh, t- uh, you know... Amount of time yeah, you exactly. input time for that you're the benefits. investing in this... You know, five-minute cold shower versus an hour on a bicycle, um, you know, it, it can't hurt. Yeah, it's, and so just another personal anecdote with the, the weight loss thing. My girlfriend read The 4-Hour Body, and I, I actually read parts of it as well. And we were we were using Tim Ferriss. He's the author of the book, his slow-carb diet. And also part of the regimen was those cold showers. And I think... She might have made it 30 days. It was about a month where she did the cold shower regimen and eventually just had enough of it. <laughs> but uh, it, uh, she did – it did play a role. I, it, it can't – I don't know if we can isolate it because she did lose weight, but she was also taking different supplements. We, were, we changed our diet, and uh, we, were, we were doing exercise regimens. So it's hard to uh, distinguish which one uh, came from where, but it, it did play a role, in it, and it is – it is something that that other people out there, including Tim Ferriss, who who is pretty research based and and relatively trustworthy, if if his experiments are only on himself, then maybe they're only on himself. But he he does he does 
put a lot of, of thought into his ideas. So I, it, that's, that's one area where I actually start to trust the cold shower from, from that resource. Yeah, I didn't read that book, but I know that he did do uh, some extensive research on, uh, you know, the effects of, of cold water on weight loss. And um, he's he's not, not even the only one either. There's been a lot of other big names out there who, have, who are starting to become pretty big advocates of the health benefits of taking cold showers as well. And there's also a reader of Asian Efficiency blog. We I actually met up with him in Austin, and he contributed a little bit to the site as well. His name is Rick Mathis, and he had a knee injury and went into some I, – oh, gosh, what was it called? Cryo, cryo chambers? Therapy. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And so the cryo chambers is, is similar to a cold shower, although it's not as – it doesn't feel as bad because it's it, – it, the – the water, it, there's no water touching you. It just, you go into a chamber that's extremely cold mm-hmm. and, and it helps with, with body tissue repair because it reduces that cold temperature, reduces the inflammation. And it was helping him. He had, he had had a knee injury and he recovered at a vastly quicker than his expectations. He's in his forties or fifties and his doctor's like, well, this will take about eight, nine weeks to recover from. <clears throat> and after a few trips to the cryo, he was already be able to be able to support his weight on it and and had really good results. This is something that's I think done more more in Europe and and is just starting to to become more popular in the States. And it it makes sense because you've always seen football players going into an ice bath to to reduce their inflammation so they can they could go to practice the next day so they're not overly sore. Yeah. And so yeah, I think right. I think Tony Robbins, I believe, is. Uh, I think I heard him talk about cryotherapy before as well. I um, actually, I've heard Tony Robbins speak on the same. I think he has his own okay. chamber yeah, in, yeah. His, in his house and and does that every morning. And you know, if that helps him get up in front of fifty thousand people yeah. and scream and and do that for for twenty or thirty years, then uh, maybe maybe he's he's on to something. Well, so. What you found, though, there there is these health benefits, but you're a young guy. You're you're already probably relatively energetic and and aren't falling apart, and you're not doing crazy, uh, you know, football regimens or breaking your knees or anything like that, where you would need those 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 health benefits that are there. You're you're also you know a slim and fit guy, so you don't need anything for weight loss. But you still found some benefits of it, and there, those benefits more, are more along the line of mindset and being becoming more comfortable with being uncomfortable, basically. So, could you could you talk about those and maybe some direct correlations that you've had between cold showers and accomplishing more things in your life? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of things. The biggest thing is just kind of re- realizing that. You know, anything worth achieving requires some sort of discomfort. Um, you know, some things require higher levels of discomfort than others. But, but by doing something as simple as taking cold showers every day, uh, you kind of reinforce this mentality and kind of reinforce and build your tolerance for discomfort. And there's kind of two main things that I've, I've gotten from taking cold showers um, the first is realizing that a lot of the times we tend to overthink things and, um, you know, 
when you're taking a cold shower, you know, before you take, before you jump in the water, you know, you're thinking about how cold it's going to be and how uncomfortable it's going to be and how bad it's going to suck. And, you know, you're building up this whole mental barrier in your mind. And a lot of times, you know, when you're trying to start a project, you're thinking, you know, you start planning for it and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so hard. It's going to take so long. I don't know if I can do it. And that, you know, once you start thinking too much, that kind of just paralyzes you and prevents you from taking any action at all. And, you know, sometimes you just have to dive into things head first. And so, you know, that's literally what you're doing when you're taking a cold shower. Um, you, you know, I, I still, like I said, even now after taking, after I've taken hundreds of cold showers, I still sometimes hesitate a little bit, but I've realized that the longer you hesitate, the harder it becomes. And so, you know, you just have to stop thinking and start doing. And, and going off of that, you know, I think my biggest problem personally um, when it's when I'm trying to like start a new project or, you know, do a big, you know, homework assignment or something like that, you kind of start looking too far ahead. And I mean, it, planning is good, but at a certain point, planning kind of becomes just another form of procrastination. And so I think the best thing you can do is just kind of look at, you know, one step at a time. And once you take that step, then, you know, look at what your next move is going to be. But when you're looking you know, three moves ahead, it's, it kind of just becomes overwhelming and, and, uh, you know, you just get paralyzed. And so stop overthinking is, is kind of my big key takeaway. Uh, my first big key takeaway from taking cold showers. My second one is, uh, learning to breathe better. Um, and this kind of goes hand in hand really well taking cold showers. Um, uh, because I mean, like you said, you know, when you first, feel that cold water hits you, you experience what's called a cold shock phenomenon and you, you start hyperventilating, hyperventilating. And this is an involuntary response um, that you can't control. Uh, but after, you know, 30 seconds or so, um, you know, what I like to do when I'm taking a cold shower is I kind of just close my eyes and almost start like entering this, this like meditation, uh, like Zen, where you know, I, I realized that, you know, the cold, the water that's hitting me is it's really cold and, you know, it, it is uncomfortable, but, you know, it's not bad per se, you know, it, it's, it's cold, but it's not bad. It's not good. It, it just is, you know, you just kind of accept it for what it is. And once you kind of accept it, you can kind of relax and, and, uh, you know, just kind of realize that, how this carries over into my life is kind of realizing that, you know, you don't control the situations that you find yourself in more often than not. And so you kind of have to just accept what, you know, whatever situation you find yourself in, you accept it and recognize it for what it is instead of what you tell yourself it is. Um, and so once you're able to do that and kind of, you know, breathe and calm yourself down and control your nerves, um, you're able to think logically instead of, you know, acting, uh, out of emotion or acting irrationally. Usually people kind of get worked up and, you know, when they're stressed out or when they're in some sort of, you know, difficult situation, they'll kind of let their emotions control their thoughts instead of the other way around. And so, you know, taking cold showers again is just a, an easy way to practice, um, accepting any kind of situation you find yourself in.
Wow, that was great. I, I liked everything you said. The first part of overthinking and specifically how when you when you think of a whole huge project and it seems overwhelming rather than just getting started and that I, it's it seems like you are just right up the uh, Asian efficiencies alley this is this is something we write about all of the time on our site and and that second bit too just just getting out of your out of your comfort zone and it's, it really reminds me of a of an article I read recently on Mr. Money Mustache and he was talking about stoicism so I don't know mm-hmm. if you know it but you're a stoic yeah and <laughs> no I love and, stoicism I've I've read a bit um you know I've read meditations by marcus aurelius who's like i guess he didn't really define himself as a stoic but um today he's kind of looked at as like the greatest stoic of all the ultimate stoic aaron aaron just read that book uh aaron lynn of, of asian efficiency and he's a pretty stoic guy but but for for listeners who might not know exactly what the definition of it of stoicism is it's an uh, ancient philosophy it was it was came in the time of early Rome, so 200, 300 uh, AD type area. And in short, it's it's not somebody who just doesn't have any emotions and, you know, you can kick them and they won't flinch. It's what it is. It's living through by using a series of mental techniques that allow you to decrease the volatility in your life and eliminate a lot of anger and fear and anxiety and dissatisfaction because a lot of that anger and fear and anxiety and dissatisfaction comes from thinking comes from being too far in into your own mind i'm sure the a lot of people can relate if 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 they have a some sort of presentation that they need to give in front of a lot of people the thinking about the presentation their nerves about the presentation is often much worse than actually giving the talk and all of that negative emotion and fear and anxiety can be avoided if you just accept where you are and what you're doing and what what the practice of cold showers is is a stoic way of doing things called uh, voluntary discomfort Mm -hmm. and so what voluntary discomfort does is broadens your comfort zone so you can enjoy a much broader range and so if you're comfortable in cold showers you no longer get irritated if somebody took all the warm water and you have to oh have some lukewarm or maybe (laughs) a chilly shower because you're used to cold showers and so the you know the more pleasure than niceties that that we have in our life the more we're beholden to them because if we don't have those if we don't have those expectations then we're upset then we we whine about it then we're we're angry about it and an example that i always think of and it's starting to happen to me is my parents who they're used to at least three four and sometimes five star hotels and for me i could go and crash in a hostel i'd still be comfortable there but if you are if you have to have that comfort, if you have to have that certain level of comfort, you need to be able to work to afford that level of comfort. So you're you're less free than if, if you're more comfortable doing things that, that don't require you to be comfortable at every waking moment. And and really, you know, in 2015, we're pretty comfortable most of the time. So taking one moment to, to be uncomfortable every day is is not asking a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, we live, you know, very comfortable lives for the most part. And because, like, everyone's just so 
you know, soft almost, we kind of make a bigger deal of smaller things, I think. And, you know, in this day and age, most of our problems aren't, you know, we're not worrying about what we're going to eat today or, you know, where we're going to sleep. You know, all of those needs are taken care of. And now we we worry about, you know, the smallest, stupidest little things, and it's all in our head. Yeah. Louis C.K. has an amazing bit on this where he was on a plane, and on the plane they announced that they had uh, a Wi-Fi service. And so this was a few years ago before this really came out, and it's still not very common today. But the Wi-Fi service was, was free. They were going to complement the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi service just so they could try it out. And then in the flight, the Wi-Fi service went out. And there was a guy who was like, oh, come on. You are in a plane flying over the country. You know, it's just like we have so much right now. And you just got used to this new thing and you're already complaining about it. And so it it does. It does. It probably puts things in in perspective as Mm, well. Exactly. Well, that's great. So. Uh, I, so if, if if you if if there's people out there and they're like, well, I don't want to be soft, I don't want to be ungrateful for <laughs> for uh, um, how how would you suggest other people start? Because my method didn't seem to work for me, and, and I think there's some alternative methods out there. Yeah, so I mean, there's basically two ways you can go about doing it. Um, the first way is just you know starting, you know, turn the knob all the way cold, turn the water on, and jump in. Um, that's how I started. It's pretty brutal um, and a v- very shocking experience. Um, I think the best way and the way that most people generally suggest uh, getting started with cold showers is doing what's called a James Bond shower or also a Scottish shower. And this is where you start with the water warm and then you know you get in with the water warm and then once you're already in the water you gradually transition the 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 water to a colder temperature and so this is definitely a, a less shocking experience um but for the most part uh and I've I've done it this way as well you do get the same benefits um as far as uh that feeling that you get after the shower uh the only thing that I do think you kind of miss out on when you do it this way is that mental aspect of kind of um you know having to just dive into something that you know is is kind of scary um you know it's it's that mental resistance you kind of lose a little bit of that but because of that i think a way to kind of compromise is to uh you know your first cold shower you know just start warm gradually transition to cold and then the next day and for each subsequent shower you know, maybe try turning the knob a little bit, uh, starting a little bit colder each day. Um, so I think that that way you can kind of work your way up to uh, eventually being able to start completely cold and not, you know, it won't be that much of a shocking experience because you've already gradually built built up your tolerance uh, for handling the cold. All right. I, that, that gradual method sounds a little, a little bit better to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people, um, you know, considering that most people have been taking hot showers their entire lives, uh, that's probably the best way to go about doing it. All right. All right. Well, that's 
This has been great. I've I've really been enjoying uh, talking to you once again, but but uh, about cold showers. I think we we went into a lot of new territory that we didn't discuss yesterday. So I'm I'm glad we we came back for for a second round, and I think that that about wraps up. Uh, cold showers. I don't know much more we could say about it. It it has health benefits for for immunity and energy and weight loss and blood circulation. It has mental benefits for for getting you more comfortable and getting you more more courage in your life. Just doing things, uh, you know, instead of acting out of fear, you get in the practice of acting in spite of it. And actually, this is a quote from from your blog, which is talking about. Uh, 2015 and how that's going to be the the year of courage because you you talk about how so many things in life that that grow us as as a person take courage you know making mistakes asking for help recognizing your fault working on your weaknesses uh, you know changing your beliefs learning new skills starting a business traveling all of these things take courage to start and then also can be just pushed off for too long if you overthink it, if you don't just get going like jumping into that cold shower. So I, I think that does it. Oh, we, we've, we've accomplished what we wanted to do with this talk. So if you don't mind, I would like to transition into our final questions. Yep. Yeah, yeah this right. was good. Yeah. Uh, so thanks for being on. And well, we still have a few more minutes. And uh, with those last few minutes, I'm going to ask you three questions about a book, a tool and a frog. So the book is what book you've read recently that you've gotten a lot of, a lot out of. The tool is a resource that, that can help you be more productive in your life. And the frog is some big project that you're working on that that you are are trying to accomplish the, a frog that you're eating in your life. So let's start off with the book. I think I actually know what you're going to say. Uh, so I just finished reading The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Um, last week I just finished reading it. Uh, really, really great book um, for anyone who's trying to you know do something big in their life right now or wants to do something or they have a project that they've been thinking about putting off. Um, basically what this, this book is about is how to achieve your, your fullest creative potential. So whether you're an artist or a writer or an entrepreneur or, or you know, or want to be one of these things, Stephen Pressfield talks about how you can achieve, you know, reach your fullest potential by overcoming resistance, um, which is what he defines as anything that's holding you back from becoming your best and from producing your greatest work. And so it's a very, very powerful and very inspiring book. Um, it's kind of got me very, very motivated to uh, finish up some things that I've been working on and uh, highly recommended. I definitely agree. Just just read it as well, and we were we were chatting about it before we we got on the air, and highly motivating. I know why so many people talk about it. So that's War of Art, not Art of War. That's Sun Tzu, but the War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Great, great pick. I think people will get a lot out of that. So, what about a tool or a resource that that helps you be more productive in your life? So I actually just started using Evernote again. Uh, I had started using it a while back and then I just had like too many notes and it was getting really disorganized and I couldn't even find anything anymore. So I just stopped using it. But one of my friends 
uh, Thomas Honeyman actually just wrote an article on Medium. It's called Using Evernote the Right Way. And basically, it's a way to organize your notes using a tag system versus using the notebooks. Uh, so you, you still have a few notebooks, uh, like a few general categories within your notebooks. But then the main way that you organize your, your notes and the way that you save them is by adding tags. And you create this hierarchy of tags for uh, descriptors describing the type of content and also the topic of the content and maybe any people that are associated with that note. And then it creates, it it makes it very easy to search your notes uh, based on topic or based on content or based on, you know, the person. So, you know, when I'm reading articles online and I, you know, I read something that that really uh, resonates well with me or that's really interesting and and I want to save it, you know, if I'm reading something on Asian efficiency and I want to save it in my Evernote and it's about cold showers, I'll, I'll save it, tag it with cold showers Asian efficiency, Zachary Sexton. And then if I ever want to go back or, you know, I remember, oh, what was that really cool article I read? I can either search Asian Asian efficiency, I can search Zachary Sexton, or I can search cold showers. And either way, any of those searches will bring that article up. And so it's a really easy way to to, um, find, you know, all all your notes, no matter how many notes you have. And it's kind of been a, a game changer for me. So um, for anyone who uses Evernote or has been wanting to use it but couldn't figure out how to do it, uh, I definitely recommend checking out that article uh, by my friend Thomas Honeyman. Again, it's called Using Evernote the Right Way. Yeah, and we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. I took a look at that, at that article. Really, really helpful. I'm, I'm going to start using that because Evernote does have, if you capture articles and clip them to Evernote, they look really nice. It strips it of all the all the fluff and and it puts it actually makes the articles much easier to read as well. But I and I'm sure many other people have that same problem with Evernote is if you just start stuffing way too much stuff in there, you never know where anything is. So we'll we'll definitely link link that up. And if you have that problem, uh, go ahead and check out the show notes on on our our site. All right, last one. You've you've got a frog, and you're trying to eat it, and you've got a deadline. So what what's that frog? So I'm currently working on my very first ebook, which is called Twelve. Congratulations, by Thank the way. Yeah, Twelve Ways to Be More Successful, and I'm a I'm halfway right now. It's been taking a lot longer than I had expected, uh, but that's my big frog. I'm planning on finishing it by the end of the month. Hold me accountable to that, and it's going to be a free, uh, free gift to all of my subscribers at College Topia. And um, yeah, that's my frog. <laughs> all right, that sounds great. Well, Stefano, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Part two. Uh, I think that wraps up our, our episode on on cold showers. So I hope for the audience out there that you've gotten a lot out of this episode. I know I have. I'm going to whenever Stefano uh, dis- says that I've got to do it, I'm going to start a 30-day regimen. <laughs> so not let's let's make it past February. Okay. I don't want to do it before February, but I will do it. Okay. So I'll pick a date. Do we do it? Do we want to do this on the air? I'll I'll be held so, accountable. So after February's over? Yeah. Yeah. All right, March first. You 
<laughs> All right, March first will be the the first day of my thirty day cold challenge. I'll be I'll be tracking that in Habit RPG. It's a fun new uh, habit and ritual tracker app that I've, I've been using, and. Dang it! All right. <laughs> so if if you wanna if you wanna find out more about the topics that we discussed, especially uh, Stefano's article that he writes about ten different other benefits that you can get from from cold showers, great great article. It's gonna be at theproductivityshow.com forward slash twenty two, and also you can find it at theproductivityshow.com forward slash cold showers. And as always, if you want to connect with us, we're on the Twitters at Asian Efficiency, or you can email us at podcast at asianefficiency.com. If you've got anything to say or suggestions or, or guests we should have on, we, we love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please go over to iTunes and subscribe. That really helps us out in the rankings, lets more people find out about us. And if you really like us, you can leave a review. So that always that's always nice too. So thanks for joining us and we will we'll see you next time. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about optimizing your productivity, visit us at AsianEfficiency.com.